Okay. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Ready? Yep. Is it recording? Yep. Okay. Let's just stop while recording. I'm Reverend Matt. I'm regular Matt. And, and this, this is, is the Welcome, Welcome Matt's Podcast. 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 Yep. Okay. So today, I don't know. All right. I was going to open with today we're going to start, but I suppose we should open with other stuff. What? I don't know. It's been a while since we have done a podcast, but you probably won't be able to to be able to tell because we're posting them after. Yeah, we're kind of recording first and then <laughs> figuring out. Slow. We're trickling them in, so there's yeah. like a constant stream instead of huge gaps. So hopefully we don't run out and we actually have like a huge gap. Yeah, we're working on uh, getting our. Uh... <laughs> our schedule right yeah. too that's uh another thing we got to work on i don't know it was pretty busy for me i've been like traveling a lot um did the uh techno guru pop-up in la then i did um my cousin's wedding in kansas city i was also in visalia for the bwa conference which both of us were at that's true i was there i didn't do anything but i showed up yeah so I don't know. Getting back on it. Yeah. So this is the first podcast we're recording in probably like two, three, four weeks. Yeah, it's like been that. like a month. Yeah. I don't know. I've also been slacking on the vlog. <laughs> I got to get that up. But I don't know. I kind of want to like try taking it into another direction, I suppose. Like, I don't know. I don't know. People like what you've been posting so far, don't they? They do. And it's not that I don't like enjoy doing that and i think people like it but i feel like and this is with anything i could be doing more right um or like a higher quality or something i don't know about that but higher production value <laughs> no no that, that is not what i meant that's not mm. gonna get any better mm. but like that me showing parts of my life uh will you know help people to get to know me or something mm-hmm. but I want to do more for people in the sense that I don't think it really helps anyone or right. it is an opportunity. And I don't want to take away from people who do do daily vlogs because I know it can make like a huge impact on someone's life that just, um, I don't know, not existing, but you know, sharing their life mm-hmm. and opening themselves up, it allows people to have that connection with them. And it can be incredible to people's lives so I'm not saying that that's not legitimate. It's just that for me, I feel like perhaps I have more to offer in another way because of my training, my education, like mm. stuff like that, that there's something that I could be doing more of uh, that, you know, might not necessarily be as fun, um, but might be more meaningful. Yeah. And I don't know. I think part of me is like afraid that I will be too boring or something like that but at the same time you know i, I do want to like take that risk and put something out that might be beneficial mm-hmm. so that's okay you got time to make it work vlogs will still be in style for the next year at least i so by the time you get it right i don't know yeah. by the time i get <laughs> just, it right everyone moving on to the next thing this is like this podcast <laughs> then you'll have to learn how to do like vr and then people can really live your life oh my goodness <laughs> is that not what we're heading on that one yeah i guess maybe one day 
All right. So okay. uh, I guess what are we going to talk about today? We're talking about Buddhism and the community. Okay. Um, and so one asked, I don't know, like one of the three treasures is the Sangha, which loosely translated can be community because originally it is the uh, community of the monks, mm-hmm. which is what the Sangha started out as. Right. Um, but it has grown more, especially within Jodo Shinshu, to be not just uh, the people who have ordination, but mm-hmm. anyone who wants to attend a temple. And I think we're expanding it even more to be uh, the community at large, whether it's where the city you live in, uh, the country you live in, or mm-hmm. just the world in general, right? Yeah, yeah. So where I wanted to go with this was uh, that this idea of um, karma is where I was going to start. Mm-hmm. So karma, or um, in the original Pali, kama, uh, the literal translation is action or doing Mm. which i think real easily we can be like okay social action right or um in this sense social karma Mm -hmm. Uh, and everyone well i guess we should start with kind of a working have we talked about karma on this podcast before i don't think so all right well we'll go back anyway if we did that's all right everyone can use review but the idea of karma essentially is that for every action there is a reaction I think people often confuse karma with bachi and uh, <laughs> Japanese what we talk about where like if you do something good now something good will happen to you later or if you do something bad now something bad will happen to you later and there are um, sutras that are structured that way that talk about oh yeah you know you plant these seeds and later on then they will you know blossom and then whatever you did beforehand will come and get you which to a certain extent is true mm-hmm. like to culminations of you know your previous actions end up fruitioning as different things but the idea that one is good or bad or right or wrong is a little bit less clear really it's just that if you do something something else will happen and then all of us have to live with the consequences of our actions um <clears throat> however uh what i think isn't always necessarily clear or explicit is the idea that no one has karma in a vacuum that you know people think like oh this is my karma right my life ended up this way because of things that happened in the past and yes that's true but we are inextricably linked to other people within our karma so the things that we do obviously affect other people what other people do affect us and then there's this idea of social karma, which, you know, I actually don't know who coined this. So I don't want to, you know, I feel bad. I don't know exactly where this came from. But um, I, I came across this idea of social karma. And it's the idea that communities as a whole have karma. That mm-hmm. they will have actions that react in, uh, the result in reactions that happen. And so um, a society... Uh, will be in a certain place because of its past or will go a certain way because of its present. And that idea of having a social karma and our uh, our part within it um, is also um, very important. So to understand that because we have this link, because we're all together in this social karma, we do have a social responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's up to us as individuals to take care of it because within... Buddhism, for an individual, we, of course, want to take care of ourselves. We want to have the kind of karma that we're um, trying to, what's the word? Um, Not propagate, but you like, I don't know. The word word escapes me. But you want to have the the right thoughts to have the right 
uh, actions to have the right life, essentially, right? When you go through mm-hmm. like the Eightfold Noble Path, yeah. um, there's that kind of link of like, okay, if we fix the, you know, how I am internally, then it will help to create right. a more peaceful life for me. Mm-hmm. So the same way with social karma, you have to fix how the uh, social aspects or the social community, how it thinks. Uh, you have to start with, of course, yourself, but like kind of internally fixing the society so that outwardly it starts to be more uh, content, more beneficial, more of a peaceful place. So that I think that's a really interesting jump. Um, and again, like this isn't uh, necessarily my idea. I might found this somewhere else. Uh, but this idea that you can transfer the concepts within Buddhism of being very uh, worried about the individual self going to worrying about the community as a whole and then what part we play in uh, attending to that social karma. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do you have anything after that? I don't know. Honestly, that was above my head a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I think like the idea of like social action mm-hmm. has been really interesting, especially lately mm-hmm. and especially with like our generation and being like young buddhist people like i think a lot of our friends now are taking more of an active interest in like social justice kind of things or like social community action yeah in that way because especially with you know everything that's been happening in the past four or five years um i don't know you see a lot of our friends being more vocal whether it's on social media or like going to marches and things like that and then even with like the whole not like to get political or anything, but like with the the parallels between like um, Japanese like what's the word internment? Not not an internment, but like the uh, discrimination. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I was thinking more like making us enemies as opposed to like part of this country. Uh, xenophobia. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Anyway, like that, and then like with you know recent events i think a lot of the ja community is starting to take interest in that and even stand up for that more yeah i mean like going all the way back to uh, 2001 you know 9-11 um the japanese americans immediately uh jumped to the defense of uh muslims of sikh of people uh with middle eastern descent you know saying that just because a radical group um, made a attack on a country it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. everyone who may or may not you know a lot of ignorant attacks during that time uh, have been um, distantly related to them would be uh, part of that cause yeah so um, there's there's definitely a, a connection there where we we don't want to see stuff like that happen again um, <clears throat> just because you know they as a community understand mm-hmm. what that means yeah And then, like, as a community, I think it's important because, you know, we're bringing in more personal experiences. And that's part of what makes a community a good thing. You can bring in so many different experiences and Mm -hmm. prior knowledge and things like that. And it's kind of a melding pot of that and kind of helping us progress further as opposed to being stagnant. Right. Reliving our same mistakes over and over. Yep, and social action, uh, I think the participation, like you were saying, it's more now. I think it kind of ebbs and flows, and it, it really is more of a reaction uh, to anything, which it's not 
uh, a criticism to anyone, but just kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, like the when the times were good, like you know, in like the '90s or something. Yeah. Um, and then uh, going into the 2000s. I think everyone was very comfortable, and so there really wasn't any reason to have any kind of, um, I don't know, participation, for for lack of a better word, I guess. Right. Um, But now that there is more of adversity, definitely on the national, um, going down into, you know, smaller levels, Mm -hmm. um, and even in the global, there's like global issues as well. Uh, people feel like they need to be a part of it, that something is going to happen mm-hmm. if they don't participate, which, you know, doesn't isn't always um, the, I don't know, I, I don't want to say best, but doesn't seem to be the most, like, ideal motivator. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, probably one of the best motivators. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it seems weird, too, because, like, within our large community as, like, a nation, there's so many sub communities yeah. uh, where you kind of are boxing yourself off now that you're only really interacting with your own mm-hmm. similar ideals yeah no absolutely and that is a problem for sure mm-hmm. i think that being surrounded by people who think like you and you don't ever have any kind of uh what's the word Dis- not disapproving disagreeing views mm-hmm. uh it prevents you from learning how to communicate yeah. with someone who um oh, opposing views who, who opposes you mm-hmm. because you should be able to have a healthy conversation right uh, but it yeah whatever whatever happened with our nation whatever you mm-hmm. know has allowed for these communities to exist um of separate but you know not separate from yeah. each other it it has created kind of this toxic environment where no one is allowed to disagree with anybody. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I feel like at the end of the day, we all have the common goal of, I mean, that's like the point of a community is to have that common goal or aspiration to accomplish something. And for us, I think it's kind of making America or like the United States the best we can, but it's become more like, oh, well, they're messing it up. No, they're messing it up. And it's kind of becoming more extremes of every view. Right, yeah. So I agree that everyone within America wants the best for America. And, you know, to obviously to a certain extent for themselves because right. they are Americans. Um, so everyone wants the best. But uh, you're absolutely right that instead of working together, it's been more like, no, our way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And if everyone thinks like that, then no one gets their way. Yeah. And then I don't know if I told this story before. If we do this podcast long enough, I'll probably repeat like all the stories I have. It's okay. You can just steal other people's stories. That's what you do anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but I I noticed this phenomenon very early mm-hmm. in my life. I, w- I remember I was a senior in high school and there was a freshman who was in our uh, Spanish class. Mm-hmm. So it was our Spanish and... I don't know. She had done Spanish before or something. I was gonna say, what were you doing in Spanish level one? <laughs> no, I was I was in four. I did Spanish <laughs> okay. for all four years, and so I guess she was just really smart. Um, so we uh, we were in this class together, and um, it's so yeah. I, Bush was the president at mm-hmm. the time, and so she, I, she was like bad mouthing Bush, like oh you know Bush, he's just like the worst president. You know I hate him. And mm-hmm. then I asked her like why, 
mm-hmm. and she like couldn't answer me. Yeah, and so that that's when I really realized that you know obviously living in Berkeley, this like liberal, oh yeah, yeah, uh, you know, incredible, incredibly mm-hmm. liber- liberal city. Uh, she, her parents, I'm sure, felt that way. Mm-hmm. Her friends probably felt that way. Yeah, everything she saw, you know, in her community felt that way. Mm-hmm. So she knew she was supposed to feel that way, mm-hmm. but she didn't know why. And it it was just kind of like sad that she didn't develop an opinion on her own based mm-hmm. on things that the, were the happening. The merits of right. what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing or not liking mm-hmm. somebody, but, you know, at least have a reason. Yeah. Um, so that that's really uh, something that opened my eyes to push myself to kind of listen or be open to hearing mm-hmm. other people's uh, opinions or people that disagree with me or mm-hmm. at least understanding that at, at the very least understanding that w- my surroundings may be influencing what I'm thinking and right. the other people what they're thinking yeah yeah that's true yeah I don't know it's funny that like we talk about a community and we think about this like huge community as yeah. like our nation but then there's always those like such small communities within them yeah like, even like at our temple like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's like BWA. That's yeah. like its own little community of right. people and junior YBA and Boy Scouts, basketball, all those different things. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that like we we're just like, what's the biggest community we can think of? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, and then you go to the smallest community where if you are, you know, a family, like yeah. something like that small, mm-hmm. you can get to. And even within that, you know, there's. Uh, differing views mm-hmm. um, and you can uh, you have your own you know community sangha uh, for your family and you can contribute to it being you know more healthy more mm-hmm. peaceful yeah. or you know the opposite and, and both can be um, both will affect the the dynamic of that community mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think makes like a successful community that is a good question um <laughs> And I really don't have an answer because I, one, am not trained in that field, Mm -hmm. but also because like what, what ideal society could you really learn from? That's true. I don't know. And I'm trying, I'm sorry. I'm trying not, I'm trying to do it like as a cop out, but it's one of those things where, you know, we talked about love and Buddhism. Mm -hmm. It's like, who can really give advice to people about relationships? You know, you've got this person who's been like divorced three times and he's going to tell you about marriage he's like well I don't, I don't really think that you know what you're talking about so you know all these yeah. communities they're always in constant turmoil mm-hmm. you know uh what what are we going to learn from them but I, I do think that there are um there must be something that you can try to work through mm-hmm. or work towards there's different things um that will get you on that path but i will send it over to you while i gather my thoughts <laughs> well, I was thinking that, well, okay, so maybe going back a little ways um, in the last podcast, or maybe it might not be the last, it could be a couple podcasts ago, we talked about the whole um, self-made thing. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article by, um, uh, what was his name? Jonathan Chan. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was on the Huffington Post. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> you know, it was more of an opinion piece or something. Yeah. But he was saying, um, he was talking about like entrepreneurship and how people like the idea of being self-made, that mm. they can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and do it all by themselves, mm. but that it's kind of a myth or it's really, it's false because you know you have a community that 
brings you together mm-hmm. and teaches you things like that. Um, so some of, I think the five things that he said that make a community good mm-hmm. or successful is like the passing of knowledge, uh-huh. um, being able to create connections, right. um, being able to inspire one of another, right. one another, and then having the resources and support from your community. And mm-hmm. I thought those were all very interesting because it's all things that, um, we wouldn't typically think we get all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you don't really think inspiration when you think of community all the time, mm-hmm. or you don't think resources in that way because, um, as a person within your community, you always think of you giving and mm. not so much you receiving. So, um, I don't know. I think to me, um, being able to create a successful community starts with being able to listen to other people mm-hmm. and you can kind of navigate the pitfalls that they've had in your own life kind of thing. And like the sharing of those ideas, mm. maybe within generations or within your peers, it, it can go so many different ways because we've all had so many different experiences right that i don't know i think sharing and listening and being able to be open about those kind of things is like a good basis for a strong community yeah absolutely and you i think you're right that people don't uh tap into or recognize what an incredible resource (laughs) you know that could be Um, and so because of that they're really um hurting themselves when we think we have to figure it out on our own or we think we're the ones that will be able to succeed when uh if we look around us Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we can um really tap into to Mm -hmm. to help us succeed yeah yeah i mean even at like on the temple level there's so many there's so many generations of people at the temple and they all have like their own experience within temple and like their outside life that they bring into temple Mm -hmm. but it's so interesting that we're quick to write off certain ideas mm-hmm. when they can be applicable to what we're doing now mm-hmm. or the opposite i guess yeah. too like we're quick to dismiss new ideas yeah. because we don't think it's gonna help or that kind of thing yeah but i, I think that's important is that um we're open to everyone yeah and it's kind of the changing of you know the leadership at the temples too yeah is that a lot of the older people are starting to step down and new people are kind of coming in, but there's those people in the middle mm-hmm. that do, they're like, Oh, but this is how we've always done it. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I think that, you know, communities just go through waves of leadership. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's hard. Yep. And, uh, all right, I'm going to try to make this like an awesome like segue. So <laughs> I think you just ruined it. No, by, no, no. It's, by, a, by it's, saying, it's preface, okay, preface okay, this okay. awesome segue. So when you were, uh, you know, talking about the, the resources that, mm-hmm. you know, elders can like share, I think we have a, we definitely have a certain, um, I don't know, remnant of that within our communities. Yeah. Like, especially within like the temples, you know, you have the elders on the board and stuff and they invite yeah. us. And so mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's really important. So that people there who at the very, at the very, very least, they can be like, yeah, we tried that. Didn't work. You know, which you know, isn't always uh, a death knell, right? Like, yeah. you know, maybe it'll work now. Or, or, it, or maybe more so that it's a sign that 
we should tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's a good idea. Right. Because we've come up with it before. Yeah. But for some reason, it didn't work. Yeah. We should just change a couple things here and there. Yeah. Or, you know, if we're asking, like, yeah, what happened to that? And I was like, I don't know. You, you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Well, what would you make? What it really made me think of was like uh, a tribe of people, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the ind- indigenous people who, before TV and everything, people would gather and they would tell mm-hmm. stories. They would talk about either mythical things or talk about their lives. They would talk about the story of their people. Um, because of that, it was very important for them, you know, I don't know, because they were bored or whatever, but I think it was important as a community for them to know their own story, to know right. their history, mm-hmm. and I think it helped them to continue to be um, a community that uh, thrived together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the people coming and ruining everything because they wanted spices or whatever. But uh, because of the that thinking of that tribe, it made me think of this idea of uh, tribal leadership or tribal uh-huh. culture. So I uh, years back, uh, so I couldn't recall too much of it, but I read a book by Phil Jackson, um, who this you know supposedly, supposedly incredible coach, you know, won these championships, um, and he must have been a good. Uh, leader, at least for these teams, mm-hmm. you know, um, I I knew someone way back that apparently knew him and said he was kind of a jerk. I don't know because she had a relative that lived in Montana, so she went to Montana, and he has a house in Montana, and so they met, and he was kind of weird. That's that's so weird. It's so so weird. <laughs> but like, apart from him as a person, as a coach, he must have been pretty good to mm-hmm. be able to coach right. uh, Michael Jordan and then Kobe Bryant and then so I just and then like random fact apparently he said that the difference was that Michael Jordan was he came in under uh, Phil as like a good leader whereas mm-hmm. Kobe had to kind of learn how to be a leader right so anyway but he referenced this um, tribal culture mm-hmm. and so it wasn't his idea but something that really helped him um, or he thought that was important and it goes through these different stages uh, and <clears throat> let's see from this image that I pulled up while we were talking uh, this first stage is um, kind of this idea of life sucks or all life sucks mm-hmm. and in this community uh, everyone is undermining so they're hostile uh, they're violent you know mm-hmm. they're attacking each other mm-hmm. so when you go up from that you know and then people are alienated it goes up to like separate um, and then and this idea is like Life sucks. Uh, my life sucks. So instead of saying, you know, everything sucks, like, well, just I'm suck. I don't know. My I'm, life sucks. <laughs> my life sucks. Yeah. And this is idea of this, like, apathetic victim. So everyone sees themselves as a victim. They're um, passive, more passively antagonistic. Uh, they are sarcastic, mm-hmm. you know, judging. They don't really care. They're more, you know, that word apathetic. They don't, they're yeah. indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. They're just whatever. We're just going to let it happen. <clears throat> So then in the next stage is uh, personal domination where people are thinking, I'm great and you're not. So there's that idea of uh, there's the passion is a little more mm-hmm. in there, um, but everyone is a lone warrior. So, uh, you know, this knowledge is power. So people keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be the person that's on top uh, and their achievements are very personal for mm-hmm. themselves. So. Um, they're always disappointed in others because they don't have the same level of right. passion, of determination. 
Um, so let's see, the next one is a stable partnership, and that's thinking that we're great. And so there is this uh, tribal pride where people are fully themselves, people seem happy, um, they're, they're the culture of this community, they share the same values, and they have strategies that work together. So this kind of we're great tribe um, always puts themselves against uh, another tribe, right? Kind mm -hmm. of like we're great together, we're better than like those people, so we are the best mm -hmm. uh, tribe. And then this peak of uh, this tribal culture chart uh, is the team. And so this is life is great. And that is the innocent wonderment, which um, I guess means that the language revolves around this infinite potential and how the group is going to make history, not to beat another tribe, not mm -hmm. um, you know pitting themselves against someone else, but doing so to make this global impact. So this group is in competition with uh, what is possible, not with anyone else. So mm. there's that even grander scale of you know this incredible working with a team of like we're not even um, competing against anyone we're just trying to make the world the best place possible mm -hmm. so i think that kind of is to me uh, a pathway to having a great community is going from the very bottom right that uh, alienating uh, people thinking that everything is terrible going uh, working our way up to not just working with each other to be the be better than someone else but working with each other to be the best for everyone mm -hmm. that we could make everything great together um, and that I think is what would um, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, a way to do it but those would be the characteristics of what it would look like right yeah I think that's that's interesting I mean I think that's kind of what our goal is always should be is mm -hmm. to create something that's better than you know or not create something that's better than somebody else's but to make you know what we're leaving better for everyone else mm -hmm. so i don't know it's it's so interesting yeah especially like within the temples too i keep i keep thinking about like our temple as a community that's yeah. why because it's just like you see so much so many other temples kind of like dwindling down a little bit yeah where it's kind of like well how do we rejuvenize ourselves and mm -hmm. and bring people in and kind of make it more accepting and kind of like you were saying like instead of alienating people and kind of making them feel unwelcome how do we bring those people in and how do we you know leave an impact for the rest of the generations right after us right yep and then there, there was this quote that i had that i put in the newsletter I don't know if you read the... I don't read this like, That's all right. I'm not even a member of our temple. Well, then I guess, yeah, you wouldn't get one then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, societies become great when old men plant seeds uh, of trees that they know they'll never sit in the shade of. Mm. So that kind of idea of like, you know, we have to make the world better, not even necessarily because it'll mm -hmm. be better for us. Right. And right. that kind of thinking is what holds people back. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, I want the temple for me. I want yeah. the temple to be fun for me, to be exciting for me, um, which it, you know, I hope it, it is, like it is meaningful for everybody. Mm -hmm. But when people stop thinking like that and you start thinking bigger and thinking, I want the temple to be better for everyone. Mm -hmm. I want the temple to be better for our children and our children's children, mm -hmm. then it, I think, changes the way you view the temple, the actions that you make and the decisions that you um, put in. You know, like it's, mm -hmm. what is this doing for me would mm -hmm. have a very different answer than what is this doing for um, 
someone else's grandchildren. Right. You know? <laughs> right. That I don't know why, but what you just said reminded me of, <laughs> of basketball. You know, uh, I'm, like, really into the NBA. Yeah. So, <laughs> it made me think of, like, the 76ers. Yeah. And, um... Trust the process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just, like, let's just... It's going to be bad for the next five years. But we'll just keep taking the top draft pick. It doesn't matter who it is. And, like... Sam Presti? No, 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 not Sam Presti. What was his name? Who? The what, what was 76ers the GM? GM? Was it? No. What was his name? Uh, Elton Brand? No, no. That's their new. That's their current one. Oh, okay. It was... Um, Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> you end up getting fired over it. But look where they are. They're like a growing franchise and like one of the youngest, most like optimistic franchises now. Right. Because they have so much to look forward to. Yep. And it's like, and it was one of those things where like what you were saying is just, he saw it for the future and not so much for his job. Yep. Yep. And what, ha- what happened with him? Did he? Nothing. They fired him. They fired, yeah, he got well, fired. Well, they didn't right? fire him. They like hired somebody else. Yeah. And yeah. It was, so, a whole, it was a whole process, yeah. if you will. <laughs> but like it, and it, it's paying dividends now, right? Yeah, like, exactly. So it and and it is really tough in this uh, the present day mm-hmm. sports like to be anyone who's trying to look for the future yeah. of a organization because people have such short attention spans mm-hmm. or they they want results now they have no yep. patience for you know a bad season or mm-hmm. like, no we we want to be winning now it's like well no 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 if you want to like get a championship caliber yeah. team you really got to build it yeah. I mean, you look at, like, the Cavs, mm-hmm. who were a total win-now team when LeBron went there, and yeah. now it's just kind of, like, bleak-looking for their future. <laughs> yeah. like, they'll probably still be decently good, but it's not championship-contending good. Yeah. And that's the thing, is you have to build for the future. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to do that when you, when you can see the short-term goals, or the short-term, I don't know, Dayons, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's absolutely. Um, it's very difficult, and uh, know, with with any sport, um, everyone wants to win the championship. You want to win it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to win it now. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings want to win now. I don't know. The way they're they're drafting players. It's okay. We'll just go back to the early two thousands. <laughs> so this. <laughs> But it, it is it is hard, um, I, and I think it, it, it kind of speaks to the difficulty of a community becoming great mm-hmm. because it is very difficult to trust a process. Yeah. It is very difficult to think about the future, mm-hmm. and it's hard to uh, put yourself and your own well being aside mm-hmm. to and potentially you know to get fired or yeah. you know worse in everyone's life potential to you know lose your I don't know temple really yeah. like is like the worst thing that could happen but that that though you have to uh put that in a different context of understanding like if we don't try to think about the future then it won't matter how right. it is right now right even if it is you know okay mm-hmm. so i don't know it, it it's tough um but you you can definitely see that if people do have that foresight you can create these incredible things yeah and i think that kind of starts with the programs that we decide that we want to implement yeah. at our temples or on a BCA level or a national level kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's what do we want for the next 
10 years or in the next 10 years it does it's not necessarily going to be if we make it for the kids now that they're going to keep doing things in the next one two three years but maybe in 10 years they'll look back on that program that they participated in and want to come back and help at their temples yeah absolutely and and so it's always that motivation Mm -hmm. of i think and I always think this way, so I'm kind of biased when I tell people that they need to think this way. But I always think backwards, where you look at the result, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what do we want? We want these temples to be huge places, yeah. you know, lots of activities, uh, everyone is happy. So how do we get to that point? And then all of the programs that you put on have to have that with the end goal. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not everything is going to work the way you want it to. Not everything is going to succeed or go the direction that you will have expected. But as long as you have that mentality, then the ones that will succeed or the ones that um, are putting you on that path will be the ones that you continue to put attention to, tend to put effort into, and then you will end up with that kind of sense. But uh, if we are thinking much more short term of like, we just need more members because mm-hmm. we don't have any. Yeah. We have less than last year. And I was like, okay, you're only thinking one year ahead. Yeah. You know, like, is this going to be sustainable for how many years? Mm-hmm. You know, is what you're doing going to be sustainable yeah. for the next, you know, 5, 10, 20 years mm-hmm. if you just keep doing the same thing? And, you know, maybe you might get a quick bump because, you know, you're yelling at these people who have been coming, you know, for yeah. the last couple months. But are they really going to stay? Are their kids going to stay? What mm-hmm. are you doing for the future? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the far future. So um, it it's tough because you, again, everyone wants that mm-hmm. win now. They want to have yeah. good stuff now. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you can't let it blind you to, or, you know, steer you away from really looking into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because we're kind of getting caught in that, uh, that mentality mm-hmm. of like, the the generations before us were all oh we're losing members we need to get them now yeah. and now it's kind of coming back and affecting us yeah. and it's like well what do we do now yeah so that we can have something for later yeah for our for like next generations and I don't know it's it's hard to say because you know yeah and we're like, so, we're still so young too and it's just like yeah. It, but like we, if we want to, we just got to figure it out. Yeah, and that's the very scary but also very exciting thing. Mm-hmm. In that yeah. like we can do anything now. No one can tell us and like that's you know mm-hmm. that's not good because like well we got to try new stuff. We got to try yeah. to do different things, and that's what's going to uh, ultimately determine the future. And so mm-hmm. hopefully it works out. Yeah, I mean he's like bizarre. It's the same way every year. Yeah, and then <laughs> try to implement one new idea, and it's just like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Uh, so like, uh, you know, I was talking about with the the leadership mm -hmm. when when people can express themselves in a way that they feel supported Mm -hmm. and the people who that they're expressing to do actually pay attention. Right. uh, That's when uh, we can accomplish great things. So it is important for us. It behooves us to create that kind of community instead of being so dismissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also one of the problems to um, I think particular for our uh, community is that people are out here on that lone warrior idea mm. of like this is my booth. This is our community. Yeah. This is 
um, our group, and so we're going to worry about us. Mm-hmm. You know, like you guys worry about you. Yeah. So if we can get everyone to kind of work together and buy in that, you know, we're all together, we're all working towards the same goal. We all have these incredible mm-hmm. uh, facilities, opportunities because yeah. of this umbrella organization that we're under. Then you know, then we start people collaborating, people mm-hmm. listening to each other, people yeah. influencing in a positive way, and that's when you know people will push each other up instead of you know we're better than you or we don't care about what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting because it's like it's always been the same families that run the same booths every year mm-hmm. and it just kind of gets passed down from generation to generation so you're ingrained in this works yeah. this way yeah and it'll continue to work this way right when in reality i mean the sales may be better by numbers but the profits may just be exactly the same yeah. So it's hard to tell. I mean, the profit margins might be exactly the same. So it's hard to tell. But I think we're coming to this point where uh, it's important for younger people like ourselves to come back and speak up and say, well, maybe this isn't working. Maybe we need to do something different. Yeah. And there's and there's nothing wrong with having it passed down. There's nothing wrong with you know trying to do the way, uh, doing it the way that you did before. Um, I think, you know, like we were talking about the elders talking to us, like it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great resource for us to have Mm -hmm. how it was done before. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I don't want to say, uh, laziness. I don't want to, because I know everyone works really hard, but we can't get stuck in thinking that it's the only way or that Mm -hmm. it can't be Mm -hmm. improved. So, um, you know, I'm not saying that it's lazy in the sense that, you know, they don't want to try something new. But rather, we can't be, I guess, closed-minded. Yeah, or, or like reliant on... Right, too, yeah. too heavily reliant on, you know, how it was before that if uh, people can try to innovate or at least listen mm-hmm. um, to new innovations, then it can um, help to make each booth, each person, you know, more successful. Yeah. It's just a matter of really opening up you know your your mind your ears your heart mm-hmm. being able to listen to other people because something might be doing better you know yeah. and, and just because it worked in the past doesn't mean that it can't be built on mm-hmm. yeah and even listening to people like outside of our temple yeah and our like immediate communities right like, listening to those people who have concerns right. or suggestions and things like that, i think that's always super important yeah just because you know we're we we do have such like common mindset mm-hmm. of how things work that it's hard to think outside of the box sometimes yeah. yeah so having a person come from the outside looking in and saying oh well why did you do this like why don't you do something different it just it it makes total sense after you think about it right so yeah yeah, yeah. to listen to not be dismissive yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know we'll see yeah, that's Tem- all a process. Temples are, temples are always evolving. Yeah. Yeah. But even like your online presence is its own kind of sub-community itself oh, yeah. in our temple, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because you have your Facebook stuff and that's like one community and all our podcast listeners and people who watch your vlogs and things like that. And yeah. all of those kind of like social media things are so interesting to see how different they are yeah and it's and it's incredible the amount of influence that people have you know they they call people um on social media they're influencers right mm-hmm. social influencers and that is uh and a, a very appropriate title because they do influence a lot of people yeah and it's kind of crazy to see the amount of 
pool, the amount of energy, mm-hmm. the amount of things that can be done by an online community. I think a real easy example is like Kickstarter. Yeah. Right? Like people or GoFundMe or something like that mm-hmm. where people who may have never met, may yeah. have never seen uh, each other in real life, um, they're willing to put their funds and money is a symbol mm-hmm. of the labor that they've done, right? Yeah. The work that they've done. So like they're willing to put the energy that they've mm-hmm. put out uh, into this person uh, for their cause or whatever. And so you can accomplish these incredible things with a online community, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just one thing, you know, if, if someone wants to uh, mobilize a bunch of people um, and if they're like a celebrity where they have like a platform, right. if they uh, are they a leader of an organization for like a charity or something, they can mobilize people. But mm-hmm. people will come together. And, um, you know, recently I've kind of seen uh, even with like gaming communities. Oh, yeah. Right. When they come together for a game that they love yeah. or a, a company puts on something for, uh, you know, a bunch of the gamers like they'll volunteer their time. They'll come out. They'll come from miles away mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And it's just amazing to see the potential yeah. that uh, online communities have to really do something, mm-hmm. um, if not great for uh, the entire world, you know, great for their community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see all the, the different kind of interactions. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's social media, so some are less <laughs> helpful than others, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is good. I mean, I think, especially with like influencers, that they might not necessarily be... Um, too heavily involved in the community they create Mm -hmm. but it's the people that kind of rally around them Mm -hmm. and have those interactions with each other that really kind of solidify the community and make it strong I think like with social media there's sometimes like a tendency to feel lost Mm -hmm. in you know the shuffle especially with things like Instagram and stuff like that it's it's a lot about getting the likes more so than kind of interacting with other people it's kind of more showing off right but i think the the interesting ones are things like reddit and things like that where it's always people um like yeah contributing and like adding on to whatever the topic is Mm -hmm. or adding new perspectives or new insights and things like that and i think that's the coolest thing is that the internet makes the world so small for us right and it's just so helpful yeah, and then to, I don't know, I guess kind of bring it back, uh, that's what we were talking about at that Techno Buddha pop-up, mm. was that within social media, you know, on the other side of influencers, the people who are uh, consuming the content, mm-hmm. uh, it's up to us to uh, make some kind of action. You know, it's so easy to scroll past stuff. Yeah. that um, might make us happy or upset or, you know, question something. But whatever mm-hmm. it is, uh, instead of being passive and just um, swiping to the next thing, if we contribute, you know, if yeah. we make our presence um, worthwhile, we add something to the conversation, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever we can do to uh, turn our social media into action, something that we're doing. It doesn't have yeah. to necessarily be on that platform, but mm-hmm. just doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So much we can do and yet so little that we do. I think, I mean, it's hard. It is. It's almost hard to, that we have so many options that it's hard to just commit yourself to one. 
And that is the problem of today. Yeah. You know, whether it's the schools, mm-hmm. whether it's TV, whether it's... Going to Temple on Sunday to, mornings. Yeah. <laughs> there is just so much that's available to yeah. us to spend our time on that. It's mm-hmm. almost crippling that we, like, don't do anything. Because it's like, oh. And instead of making a decision of how I'm going to influence the society of my life, I'm just going to sit here and just like every other picture or something. So, yeah. like... <laughs> No, it's like it's like when you watch Netflix. Yeah, it's just like oh, there are too many options. Yeah, I need you to cut it down. Yeah, otherwise I'm just gonna watch The Office for the fifth time. You know, and Michelle and I, I can't tell me how many nights we're just like we'll be watching trailers for uh-huh. like an hour and be like, "Yep, Office." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well that happens. Yeah. I don't know. It's good though. I mean, I think it's good to have the options. It's just kind of when we don't vocalize kind of our own thoughts is when we become immobilized by not knowing what we want to really take action in. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it it speaks to the community Mm -hmm. of if we are either afraid or discouraged Mm -hmm. or, you know, even apathetic to voicing our opinion because of the community, the way it'll be taken, then that is not a very uh, well-functioning society, mm-hmm. right? But when people are encouraged and they feel heard, they feel that their voice matters, that's when um, we can have this incredible place mm-hmm. of uh, people coming together um, and really contributing, collaborating yeah. to this uh, amazing thing. So, yeah, I think that's one of the good things about the temples, too, is that you know the most successful temples are able to do that Mm -hmm. they're able to say like oh yes please come in and give us your ideas and not really write people off just because they don't necessarily have temple experience right they don't (laughs) they don't they've never helped it yeah on sunday morning so how will they know yeah kind of thing it's the temples that are willing to reach out to new people yeah and say hey you got any uh, ideas about this? And making them feel comfortable and letting them voice their opinions. Yeah, we do. We do put a lot of weight on uh, social clout, that kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. I yeah. think all temples do. But... Yeah, and and that goes for any organization, probably, yeah. where like someone's going to step in and be like, yeah, you should do it this way. It's like, well, who are you going to tell us? Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't know how this place runs. Yeah, that's why all the Bachans are still in charge, because they, <laughs> they, they're like, that doesn't make any sense. We're not doing that. Okay, my bad. Yeah. So what it, yeah, really, I guess what it comes down to is that to have that open mind Mm -hmm. um, and to have an open mind within the community and um, to, to foster that uh, very uh, positive, um, genuine, I guess, interaction. Yeah. Yep. It's all about being supportive of one another. Yeah. That, you know, if. In the world, we could all just be a little more supportive yeah, of each other. A little more supportive and a little more empathetic. Like, how, how great would this world be? Uh, you're being too idealistic. It's never going to happen, man. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe that's, like, the important thing or the most beneficial thing I mm-hmm. find in Buddhism. Yeah. It's just the idea of being more supportive of other people and realizing that, you know, my personal perspective is not what you see. Right. Or... You know, how we run this podcast isn't necessarily what other people want to see, even if it's the format we like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our format's kind of, we don't really have we're, a we're format. Loosely, we're just like, yeah. <laughs> we just come in and start talking and then hope people listen. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I think, you know, having the people listening come to us and say, oh, well, this didn't really work. Or maybe you guys should try this would actually be so helpful for us. Yeah. We're kind of just, yep. just winging it. Flailing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hoping you guys like it. Even if you want us to cut it down to like half an hour or 20 minutes instead of the 45 to an hour that we or yeah, shoot for or sometimes. If you need us to talk longer. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. I don't know, I don't know why or you, you want that. Yeah. But. Or if you want it more frequently, which that one might not. Yeah. I, <laughs> I maybe. I don't know. It would be it'd be a struggle. We'll have to do seasons worth, and then we'll have to record way in advance, and then take a break, and then yeah, be off like the summer, and then yeah. record record every week. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that's the great thing is just about Buddhism is being able to be more open with yeah. other people's ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, within uh, Jodo Shinshu in particular, this idea uh, that we're all fellow travelers. Mm. So I I love that idea. That there isn't like one person who's got it all figured out and they're the one that's like, you know, leading everyone. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're all on this path together. We're all going to do it a little bit differently. But since we are all fellow travelers, you know, why don't we all try to help each other along the path? Yeah, it's that one, that like oneness that you're supposed to foster with the Sangha, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, which is kind of the opposite of how people actually are because. I don't know, with all this traveling we've been doing, there's something about people getting on airplanes that turns them into just <laughs> complete jerks. <laughs> like, somehow, you know, your time is more valuable than everyone yeah. else's. You know, your luggage is more important than everyone else's. Yeah, right? I feel that way about traveling. But then also, I, I'm i also, like, hopeful sometimes when you see, like, that short person who can't get their bag up oh, into yeah. the claim. Yeah. And then just somebody's like, oh, do you need help? And they'll just like put it up there. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Like that's always like a nice that's little like nice. nugget right. <laughs> in your traveling so woes. If, like you were saying, you know, if we could only just be all more supportive <laughs> yeah. of each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're all on this plane together. Can let's you just, just be just, nice? <laughs> let's just, you know, at least be civil. Yeah. And then yeah. And it makes it more like nice for everyone. Yeah. But that's kind of like our Western society in general. It's just that we're all individuals and it's hard to be an individual within a community. Yeah. Because you're just trying to be like do things that you want to do and trying to be your own self. Right. But it's hard to do that within a common group without alienating other people. Right. It is. It's tough. And, you know, like I... I don't love like putting it in the sense of like, you know, Western versus yeah, Eastern, yeah. Um, because I feel like that alienates people. Uh, but it is definitely like true, you know. Like I, uh, as much as I hate doing that comparison, mm-hmm. also because I don't want to like rely on it. But um, going to you know Japan yeah. and seeing mm-hmm. like how. Um, you're not supposed to talk on the cell phone in the trains because that's disruptive to yeah. other people. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone got yelled at by like an old man, <laughs> like because they were talking on the phone. Yeah. And then he's like, "Hey, like you need to, you know, mm-hmm. think about everyone around yeah. around you." And then you know the same thing with like um, uh, the seats. You know, if there's a older person, yeah. if there's yep. a handicapped person, if there's something, you know, people will automatically get up and they'll mm-hmm. give it, you know, give yep. them the seat. But it's just that mentality of like, we're we're all here, we're all traveling. Can Let's we just, just yeah. can we just be like, you know, nice for these 15 minutes that we're together? I feel like you're really caught up on this whole traveling thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> have, it, you, have you been traveling a lot lately? Yeah. Is that what's been going on? So, no. yeah, it's, it's true, though. I think, you know. 
But even that one little nugget of, I'm going to help somebody. Yeah. And then hopefully it's kind of like, oh, well, then they'll help somebody and it'll, yeah. it'll carry on. But I don't know. BWA conference. Yeah. Endless Ripple. Yeah. Endless Ripple. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That's important. Yeah. We'll see. It's all about making your community better than how it was when you got there. That sounds like the Boy Scouts. It is. Okay. Because I am an Eagle Scout. Well, I I was not in Scouts, but now being in charge of all the Scouts at the Temple, <laughs> I'm like being more involved in, and yeah. it is like a great organization. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. I think, I mean, like it's another one of those communities that you just pick up things from. Yeah. And, and they really do encourage mm-hmm. uh, people working together, um, at least on the surface level. Yeah. Yeah. That's every community, though. Yeah. We can just be, we can just be, I don't know, shallowly civil to each other. Maybe we can make yeah. a little bit more progress than we would have. Yeah. But, yep. You got anything else? I'm out. All right. That's good. We're out about 55 minutes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, I guess, I guess what we can end with is uh, um, thanking everybody for listening i think the last couple podcasts we got about like 60 listeners yeah so now we know we have listeners yeah so so, so now listening. we know you're listening and now we know <laughs> that or now you know that you need to give us suggestions because we don't know what we're doing yeah we continually don't know what we're doing let's see oh that one that i just put up yeah the other day already has nine plays oh good yeah and I'll, I'll post that on instagram or something at the yeah, yeah at the ideal time to post whenever that is yeah, yeah. Nine, but ten, no uh, i think we would love to hear from people. So if you could send us an email at uh, welcomematspod at gmail.com. Any like suggestions of topics to talk about or if there's a format that we should actually use instead of this free-flowing yeah. conversation <laughs> thing that we have. But no, we are like so grateful for everybody who listens. Yeah. All, all Probably forty-five of you. <laughs> Some of you might be listening twice. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, for the for the five of you that have listened nine times each. Yeah, you, <laughs> you need to get a life. <laughs> We're not here to judge, but we know what we sound like, and it's not ideal. You could be doing this, this better. better use of your yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, thank you. And uh, let's. Why don't you plug your your stuff? Uh, let's see. So Instagram, Revmat, Revmat, Hama. Uh, YouTube, uh, Matt Hamasaki. Um, oh yeah, now I have a Facebook page that you can like. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go do that. Well, maybe I'll. Can you add a link in a podcast description? I think so. Okay, well I will do that in okay. this podcast description, or maybe the last one too. If there's another one posted before this, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, but I am regular Matt, and you can find me at at the underscore Mattinator, or just. You know what? Just just email us at welcomematspod yeah. yeah. at gmail.com. That would be ideal. Then we can both get it and work out some ideas. Yeah. I guess, if, yeah, if anyone that doesn't actually know us in real life, because I feel like if oh, you yeah, do, true, yeah. just text us or whatever. Like, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Tell us that we're annoying yeah. in private. Don't post it on social media. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, well... That's it for today's episode, I guess. Yep. Um, I'm Regular Matt. I'm Reverend Matt. And this was, this was the, the Welcome, Welcome Matt's, Matt's Podcast. Podcast. Cast. Cast. Yes, pod. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye.